Wake up. It's time for the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. You're listening to episode 144. That's right, people. I've taken over the podcast again. 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 I don't Today, know why you're letting this happen. <laughs> you really gotta you really gotta stop leaving the keys in the ignition, man. I just show you know, I I just show up for work every day and I don't care who the boss is. <laughs> well it's gonna matter today, because today your host will be I, Handler G. Uh-huh. I'll be taking the reins of the podcast this episode, and I'll be giving you a reason to exist. With me uh-huh. is augmented human Eero. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. I survived for the now. Process. Yeah. You will be sued if I have anything to say about it. Uh I've heard that one before. (laughs) And also with us, making history, newly christened to the West Coast, Artemis. (laughs) God help us all. Here I am. Mm -hmm. It's uh, here on. Yeah. Yes, here on the silliest coast, apparently. The least Mm. serious coast. The least serious coast. You are not serious people. But this is history. This is the first time the Glorio Chat has ever been recorded on the oh, same yeah. time zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you say so, that? You know, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe we don't need those Europeans and those East Coasters getting in the way. Uh-huh. Making uh, a scheduling such a pain in the ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as if we're recorded at the exact same time as usual. No, this is the newer, better, stronger Glorio chat. Uh-huh. West Coast, best coast only. Uh-huh. Not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> the least coast can get out of here. Um, exactly. We don't even have a, a good pejorative nickname for Europe. I guess no. it's just Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Euro drink. I don't know, like, yeah. um, All right. My goodness. So, summer 2023 continues somehow. It sure does. We are still watching shows somehow, though. The list gets pared down mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. with every passing week. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's a good opportunity for me to talk about uh, the best new anime of summer 2023 Armored Core 6 <laughs> Fires uh-huh. of Rubicon. Yeah. Have this ever promise- been, has anyone ever made like a, a CG anime tie into Armored Core? I'm surprised not, but uh, no, no. Armored Core is one of those weirdly video game goofy. only franchises. You know, well, instead but- of Sindvaldi Noir, all of the talent went to uh, Armored Core Noir. I-, uh, <laughs> I mean, there is some anime connection. Um, Shoji sure. Kawamori recently well, yeah. confirmed on Twitter that he did concept art for Armored Core 6. Sure. Shoji Kawamori. Of Macross uh-huh. fame yeah. and well, of, of, of Transformers fame. Uh. Yeah, but uh, in all seriousness, yes, I've been. I promise I'll keep it short, people. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing the shit out of that game. You know, it's it. It is the, it is the high octane mecha action game of my dreams. You know, I yeah. have spent more time tinkering with my mech than actually controlling it in the video game, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh huh. Now should I should I should I pick up this game if I like uh, the acclaimed Dark Souls series? Sure, you know what? <laughs> if it gives the Armored Core series another sale, yeah, bro, go for it. 
Uh, Look, it's no know, skin off my back. Sure. With more, more, pertinent, to people. more pertinently, like, what mech anime is this close to, like, as a touchstone? That's actually really tough. In many ways, the reason I am a fan of Armored Core is because it, it is the ultimate mech fantasy simulator. Not mm. in the sense of simulating the mechs as if they were real objects, right. but simulating the feeling and the vibes of piloting a cool anime robot. Right. But because Armored Core is this like high-octane, kind of gritty, real robot series where like you play as a heartless mercenary, there's not really a lot of mecha anime that fit that right most like, mecha anime like what like votoms votoms is probably the closest analogy <laughs> in the sense of you know the similar disregard for human life right and the treatment of the mechs as war machines that only exist to enact like state and corporate violence mm-hmm. yeah i guess votoms <laughs> but uh, sure but no, it's it, I've been having a lot of fun with it, you know. Obviously, a, a, as you alluded to, Eero, it's not really. If your conception of From Software is Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, etc., uh, Armored Core Six is not really that, right? It is a mission-based single-player game, right? Very linear structure. You're meant to replay the missions repeatedly to get better ranks. The story is conveyed through, you know, faceless voices on your comms, you know, saying cool, but also yeah, maybe play, slightly yeah. off-kilter English-translated, you know. Ace, like, like Ace Combat. Yeah, yeah, like Ace Combat, the other AC. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, for those of us who've been waiting for this game for literally a decade, it's, it, it, uh, it is, uh, I, I am I am welcoming its return uh, with open arms. You know, I am giving it the warm mm-hmm. welcome I think it deserves. Um, yeah. I think, and again, I think because it is directed by um, the 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 lead game designer of Sekiro, a, yes. another of FromSoft's games. I think Sekiro is a good comparison point for Armored Core Six. I think if you liked. I mean, Sekiro is still a game with a lot of exploration, with a lot of like existing in the world but i think if you liked the combat but it's also but yes but it's also a rhythm game (laughs) yes as it is sometimes uh pejoratively labeled but but yes i think if you enjoyed the like back and forth nature of Sekiro's combat the like shifting of momentum the ways in which like the direction of the battle can turn like on a dime depending on just like one missed counter one successfully exploited gap in your opponent's defenses. Mm-hmm. I think if if you like those aspects of Sekiro's combat, there is a lot to like about how how our armored core plays, right? Because yeah. a little bit similar to Sekiro, um, the regular enemies in armored core are nothing to you. You one shot them. You two shot them. They are they're nobodies. They are fodder to be cut uh-huh. down at your feet. And then you fight somebody with a name. You fight somebody who, like, is, is is a real motherfucking deal. And 
it's sort of a game recognize game moment because you sort of lock eyes with this fellow ace uh-huh. and you realize that oh you two are the only people in this battlefield that actually matter mm-hmm. and the you get, like you get the thing where like in in char's counterattack, Amaro and Char are fighting through this battlefield and just like grabbing guns from other guys and killing them and it's it doesn't even register. Right. right. It's it's almost an unconscious like like response. Like when I see when I when when my lock on reticle shows somebody without a name, <laughs> I fire once and I literally just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I don't even check if they're still alive. They that's <laughs> Right, right. They're dead. I know they're dead. I can move on. It's it's that kind of game. It 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 really puts you into a very specific flow state because these missions are like at most two to four minutes long. Like you get to jeez, okay, yeah. I, well, okay, okay. Uh, if you know what you're doing, two to four minutes. <laughs> sure, obviously, sure, sure. obviously, first first time around, it's going to be like ten minutes, maybe more. But like once you know your roots. Once you know the enemy placements, it... actually, maybe Shar's counterattack is the better like comparison point for Armored Core. You feel like a new type. Right. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it comes from the nature of yeah, you the level, yeah. so you know where all the enemies are. But like that's kind of the point, right? It's like right, right. You, you replay the mission. You know where everybody is, and so you just devastate them on the way to your you know your destination. It it. So in that sense, that is why I say Armored Core Six is a great is not a it is not a mech simulator. It is a mech fantasy simulator. It mm-hmm. simulates the feeling of controlling an all powerful robot. And uh, yeah, yeah, um, I'm having Sounds a great good. time with it. I think if again, it does not have the exploration. It does not have right. the the sense of like lived inness of the world in the way that like from is so good at in their other games and and i definitely think that is one of the appeal of their other games but mm-hmm. i do think that if you like the specific pace of like how from designs combat the sheer flexibility of like play styles and builds in armored core 6 can still be very very appealing but but also, I will All contend. Right. I think much of it also just depends on like, do you like giant robots or not? <laughs> right? Because that is very much the well core of the yes. appeal. So indeed. But I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. Again, no skin off my back if I lie to customers. Yes, all all Souls fans should buy Armored Core Six. Let us falsely inflate yeah, those sales because they should uh, expand their horizons. Probably. Indeed. That too. That too. Uh, but okay, with that out of the way, <laughs> expand our horizons, like expanding our horizons and and of my we've been watching. Yeah, in fact, speaking of samurai and duels, uh, <laughs> which I think are actually an extremely minuscule part of the anime, yeah, the first anime on this list. <laughs> yes, uh, Artemis, uh, this is the first time we've had you on the podcast this for season, this season. Yeah. And we heard we we heard you had been watching some shows that uh had perhaps flown under our radar so we really wanted to get you here to talk about some of them uh including oku a show that i think the rest of us dropped uh to varying Quickly, degrees yeah. yeah i so i mean so part of the reason i had watched up to episode 5 
is that I think Oku dropped before a bunch of the other animes started for the season. Like it was the first one to drop and it dropped right. it was everything a... on Netflix. Yes. Netflix. So, so that's why I watched, I think if it had, if it had aired weekly, I may have dropped it sooner. <laughs> Understandable. I mean, um, that first episode, quote unquote, is long. Is a bit of an ordeal. It's quite long. Yeah, I, I, I saw the length and rolled my eyes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> not again, Jesus. Not again. Um, yeah, <laughs> everyone's doing it now. Yeah, like, I, yeah. It, well, it's definitely not an action series. It's definitely more of a drama. Do not watch this if you're looking for. Samurai and mm-hmm. no, no, I was I was joking. For, for, yeah, for, yeah. If you like yeah. Samurai Shampoo, um, try watching uh, Oku <laughs> in your chambers. Um, my biggest issue is that I was really looking forward to the show because I've never read the manga, but I know of the manga and I know that it's um, it's like highly highly claimed award winning. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's a very highly regarded manga, and I do generally speaking check out a lot of. Um, shoujo or jose based mm-hmm. manga that you know get the anime today adaptations but it was just so like unsubtle like <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah so i guess is anything i say spoilers or can this be considered no i guess i, spoiler, go I guess it. i guess spoiler alert up to episode five if you still right. haven't watched it but at one point just as an example of the lack of subtlety there's a cat and as soon as I saw the cat introduced, I'm like, oh, that cat's not long for this world. Yeah, something's going to happen to that cat. And sure enough, like the next episode or two episodes later, the cat was brutally murdered. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Who brutally murders a cat? Well, like, I mean, I guess the cat wasn't tortured, but the cat was like it had its, I guess, its throat cut with a samurai sword. Like that's oh. fairly cold. That's fairly cold. Oh, cold. That's, you know? that is pretty fucked up. So just in so, a way, like it would no, it was like it was part of the plot, kind of. Sure. It was just not necessary, and it was just so telegraphed. Like I saw right. the cat, and I was like, "Oh, so, like there's no reason to put, there's, introduce yeah, it." There's a, there's, a, there's a cat, and the main characters think the cat is cute. Uh-huh. There's, there's no point in putting it in unless the cat is about to tragically die. And right, and I feel like the whole series up to where I watched was kind of like that in in tone and in terms of how it introduced plot points you know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I, it's not that I mind the predictability, it's just that everything kind of bashed you over the head with that unsubtlety. Right. It did not feel like a sort of, like, because there's ways to do that where it feels like a slow and, like, inevitable right. crash this, that we're this, all heading towards and can do nothing about. As opposed yeah, this, to, like, this, this waving it from your hand. Yeah, yeah, this was inevitable only because the plot demands that something mm. tragic and kind of gross happens to right. further the the main, you know, the main storyline. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's kind of like whenever I see like, um, like an anime that involves a war and you see a child with like clutching a doll <laughs> and you're like, oh no, that child's clutching a doll. Like, she, you know, and then the main character. And then the main character in the next scene where the village has been slaughtered will come across the long doll and like Val Revit. You know, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the that was the style and tongue that I got from the cat and from pretty much every like major tragic plot point that occurred. I, I love that we are so well versed in anime's like highly specific visual storytelling tools that 
Yeah, you see the doll, you see the cat, you know. Or the puppy or the whatever, yeah. Or, yeah. or like the or like the flower garden that a character is tending to, <laughs> yeah, and you know yeah. exactly what's going to happen to it in like two episodes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, so the- yeah, it wasn't. So yeah, it, it wasn't the storyline of the anime that got me. I enjoyed, like for what it was, I I would have enjoyed it if it had not been for such like just blatant storytelling devices that were just so obnoxiously in your face right i mean mm-hmm. it's it's a thing of like it's a shame because like again like i read like th- three volumes of oku like years and years ago and i do remember broadly enjoying what i had read but it had been so long since i had read it that when the anime got announced i I guess I just kind of assumed, well, I like those manga volumes I've read, so I'm going to assume this will be solid, but it really does sound like... Yeah. And then, just... and then I... Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Maybe, I, I, I have to assume that the manga does a better job. It usually um, does in this kind of scenario, I think. Right, because, yeah. I mean, it also should be said, right, this is not a great-looking anime. That's the other thing I was going to mention. I was like, surely they could have, like, for such a well-acclaimed manga, surely they could have given the visuals a bit more zhuzh. And it just... I'm sure it would have been nice. Yeah. It, just looks, it just looks plain. Yeah. Right. It just looks kind of like, slapped on. Yeah. You know, like, I wanted something more, like, intricate Produced, or, like, yeah. eye-catching. Just, you know, stuff. I don't, I don't need a show to be glossy to enjoy it, but, like, for a show with this kind of pedigree, I just assumed that right. it would naturally look like mm-hmm. they, they would bother to give right. it. I think about know. something, uh, some other like period drama type thing, like um, like Rakugo, uh, mm-hmm. Shogun Rakugo Shinju, where it was also sort of plain looking, but had some verve to its presentation right. yeah, I, think, I think that series was understated because a lot of things about that series were wonderfully understated and mm-hmm. and, and they it, you know it had it had visual um punch when it needed to yes and otherwise was fairly quiet and unassuming but this show isn't quiet and unassuming it's just kind of boring yeah it's just plain yep well yep i think <sighs> We have somehow, despite the fact that everybody on this podcast has dropped the show, somehow Oku finds a way to be talked about every week. But I think this truly is probably us closing the book on the show. Uh, no, unless, okay. God forbid, like fucking Chris or Peter are still watching it and we get them on the podcast. But I think otherwise. Well, I mean, that would be fun. just for the joke, that would be funny. That would be a good bit. But, somehow um, we we'll just find Oku again. Again. <laughs> but, it never um, stops. Well, speaking of shows that many of us dropped already uh, shows shows that continue to shamble on i uh, like the undead uh yes um artemis we hear you are still watching um zom 100 i am so did did everyone else drop it like is, I think am I, the last so. one on this one? I think most of us dropped it around episode two to three i think gel made it up to the episode with the flight attendants okay um <laughs> You could spoil it. We don't care. That's fine. There's really, there's really little to spoil, honestly, because uh-huh. because I, um, yeah. 
Yeah. So first of all, this show is not helped by the fact that it's having production yes. issues. And right, so yes. um, and so one episode was skipped because of whatever production delays and I think scheduling issues. They just didn't get it done in time, basically, is what like, I understand. Like like straight up skipped and they just aired the one that came after it? Or, they aired, or, or like um, they paused a week? They, um, they paused a week. Or they aired like a special or something, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, But then I think another episode was skipped, and it's because of, um, like, it was uh, something else was airing, like a big sports. Oh, right, right. So that was not not their fault. Um, Right. You know, it didn't didn't help the, you know, for anyone watching week to week. It doesn't help to have a a delay twice. Um, Yeah, it's... It helps that I'm watching the show in company. If if you have a a, a mediocre show and you have someone to throw your eyes <laughs> oh, with, yes. it really it really helps. Oh, yeah. oh don't <laughs> worry, don't worry, Artemis. The next show on our list is exactly that. So. <laughs> um, it's. I think the show is okay. To to be fair, like I don't think sure. it's a god awful show. Like it's fine. Right. Um, I think the first episode was by far the best episode. Yes, I would agree. So far. Uh, I think it's kind of gone like more or less downhill from there. The mm-hmm. second was fine, like it was fine. And then like from then on, I just kind of yeah. got weirded out by some things. It's very, um, I feel like it's very audience driven. Like this is based on a, on a scene in manga, right? Yes. I, yeah. Like I don't see, I don't have to look that up. Like you, you just know. <laughs> just know that this is a show for middle-aged Japanese men. Yep. Right. It's like, I mean, this show is all am, about how great right. it would be to ditch right. your career. Right. And I am, I am yeah. not saying that no one else can or should enjoy it. I'm just saying that's the target audience, like you know, right. domestically, and and that is very much the vibe that I am getting from the majority of, mm-hmm. you know, basically every scene. Um, yeah. So where did you, you guys stop at the at the flight attendant episode? Broadly. That is the last episode yeah. Jell watched. I, I stopped the episode before that, but then everything I heard, like I was told okay. about the flight attendant episode, just made me go, "Yeah, yep, yeah. that's how that show seems like it would continue being." It's it's not as it's not as bad as it could have been. I will say that, but mm-hmm. it's not still not good. Um, and then the, the episode immediately after that was the skipped week. So they aired some kind of special, which I did not watch. I don't know right. what the sure. special is. I don't that really type of know. stuff is usually just like a recap right. I'm episode. Gonna, or I'm not going like, to, I'm not going to go back and yeah. watch it. Um, and, then, voice actors, yeah. and then the next episode mm-hmm. is t- uh, technically episode five and it's called hero of the dead. And it's basically the main character is recalling his childhood dream, which was to be like a superhero. And like okay. say people like basically. a like a Superman Western superhero yeah, yeah, or a yeah, like yeah, common like writer, a, um, like a common writer type of thing. Okay, like he wants yeah. he wants like the suit and he wants to like do a cool pose and be like, ha, I am here in the nick of time, uh-huh, yes. you know, kind of yep. yeah, yeah. And then um, it's like so he does get to do that obviously because you know this There's is nobody a, around, a, yeah. You know, um, and he saves a bunch of people who are stuck in an aquarium. Okay. So there's a shark, and the shark is a zombie shark. Oh, boy. Oh, great. Um, but it's like, it's not just a zombie shark. It's like a shark that ate people and then got zombified. So it's like a half human, half shark. It's a shark. It's, oh. <laughs> it's literally right. a shark. It's literally a shark with legs. 
Hell yeah. Like like like, like, Gyo? like Yeah, I was gonna say, wait a minute, isn't that just yeah, uh, Gyo, right. That that's the one, Eero, right? The uh, yeah. the the Uzu the Uzuma no, um the, the fucking <sighs> What's his name? God, I was gonna say Uzumaki, but that's the name of his other mom. Junji Ito. Uh, Junji Ito, yeah. I yeah, guess there's, there's I'm a, some, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a Juji Ito manga that is entirely about the premise of what if all sea creatures got legs. Oh, okay, okay. I and then proceeded to eat that. humans. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess this is like that. And and the shark can go super fast and it's, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, it's just it just has a bunch of legs. That that's the only human things about it, it just has legs. Right. And there is this shark. You know, between that and Heavenly Delusion, is this year the year of fish with human appendages? <laughs> um, and then he meets the main girl who was also, like, as luck would have it, in this with the same group of people because mm. she's, like, decided to team up for a change. Um, um, that's the, like, fitness girl, the other yeah, main yeah, yeah, the fitness, yeah, yeah, the fitness girl. I, I forget everyone's names. I think yeah. it's the main guy. The fitness girl is just fitness girl. I don't remember <laughs> what her name is. Or she might have never given her name. I can't remember. Or she, or she did remember. give her name yeah. in this episode, and I still don't remember it. It's, 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 it was kind of funny to see the shark with legs. Like, it was just kind of funny. And, and it was it was supposed to be funny. Like, it, I think he was supposed to be like, haha, what the fuck? Um, but the episode was just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I feel like most episodes are going to be okay. Right. 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 And that's about it. I guess that's the thing with, like, zombie fiction, right? Is, like... I feel like there's kind of two ways to go about it, right? It's like either your individual stories and arcs are meant to, like, you know, commentate on something related to society, mm-hmm. or it's just like, haha, cool zombie murder, right? And right. it kind of does sound like this is falling into the ladder for the most part. Yeah, and it's just it's just kind of wish fulfillment for the most part. Like, you know, it's a guy going around making all of his childhood dreams or teenage dreams or whatever come true, right? Yeah. And and you know, the classic superhero, the weird okay, flight attendant, sure if that's your thing, whatevs. Um <laughs> like I can see the next episode, which I think is gonna be released today or has been released. I have not seen it yet, it's called RV of the Dead, and I'm gonna assume that his dream was to I don't know, rent an RV and go on holiday. Go, go on a road trip. You know, like, yeah. There's an RV right. in the ending credits. Like, okay, yeah. I assume, like, so I assume that will show up. The whole right. ending sequence is like them messing right. around with an RV. Has uh, has the uh, has the blonde lady with the sword showed up yet? No, she hasn't. Huh. Okay. I have not seen. I have not seen uh, this character yet. Maybe maybe it's gonna be RV of the Dead since you know it's like she she's pictured in the RV, right? In the, right, in yeah. the credits. So I, I maybe this one. Um I, I'm wildly curious. I'll keep watching just because there is so little There's nothing else. I mean in a season it's, like this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my goodness! This is this is this this okay show is still one of the best shows during the season. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is uh, that is truly damn. Because it probably is like yes, right? Yeah, like yeah. Because what what else what else would you would you nominate as anime of the season right. if you had um, to pick one? If you I had mean, to pick one, Girl Murder Farce probably, but uh, for us anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> but I mean, no, no, no the, we we discussed that the first several episodes that are not great. <laughs> not good. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah. That's not on the list yet. We got another show coming. Uh, yeah, okay. that's later. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, we, we, we can. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll just end by saying that if if you're watching Zom 100 to see the guy and the girl get together, I'm sure they will. Like they've they've now exchanged line info. So, but I bet you, like, you I know. bet you, I've not read the manga. I bet you, number 100 is like marry my best girl, All of right? Love or yeah, marry the girl of my dreams. Uh-huh, or, uh-huh, uh-huh. Walk wait, down the aisle, whatever. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. Line huh. still exists. Yeah, it's. It, I think line is a thing still. Yeah. Wait, but, but it's no, the it, so- Weirdly enough, I remember like I brought this up when we were watching just a couple episodes prior. It's like a weird amount of like infrastructure is still running fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, All right. Yeah, I just kind of discounted it. Like I just sort of gloss over it. I don't. I, right, I was sure. Just, I was like, huh? The first couple times, and I'm just like, eh. The amount of like daily maintenance by humans it takes to keep that shit running is uh, right not right. to be underestimated. Um, yeah. So yeah, line line is a thing, or or whatever the whatever word that they yeah. use for line that is not you know like yeah. loin or whatever. I don't know what they're using, but mime or so lime, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, I I'll, I'll keep watching and sure. we'll see. Yeah. I well, I really we'll, have little else to do. So we we, we may have to bring you on later in the season, Artemis, because <laughs> whenever we do our like wrap up podcast for the season, you may be the only person on uh, on this <laughs> podcast who has watched that show to completion. So. <laughs> I don't know how many how many episodes it's supposed to have. Um, I assume it's a one core deal, but who can I assume say? so. I don't know. They seem to be moving very. Oh yeah, yeah. This is twelve. Okay. Sure. Yeah, they better really get a move on then if they want to introduce those, those new characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of a show, we're gonna watch to completion for some reason. Sinduality uh, uh, yeah. Noir continues. Yeah, it sure, it sure does. Like freaking this nothing burger of a show. Like. What is there even there to say? Almost. No, I don't even know why I put it on the list here. Yeah, I think like, I'll just put this here because I didn't want to make Artemis talk about four anime in a row without a break. Yeah. But so are, like, I'm trying to Sorry, to Artemis, it's what... gonna be a short break. We don't have much to say about this. I remember what anime. happened in the go ahead, go ahead. I haven't I haven't seen any of it, so um it's I mean okay, I mean, just to do the quick rundown for you, it's yeah. say post like a sort of post apocalyptic mech show where they live in domes and go out to gather crystals in their brightly colored mechs and every mech needs a a robot uh, in the back to help pilot it. Like Uh, a robot human, like an android. Yes. And so, of course, main incredibly boring main guy finds a emotionless white-haired robot girl in the ruins. And of course she's white-haired, of course. Hell yeah! yeah. She's, she's <laughs> your not, uh, definitely not Ainami Rei. Uh, and, yeah. you know, she sticks with him. Yeah. And it's the most, he is the most boring person in the universe. No, I mean, the thing is that they are a boring black hole. Yes. Because the protagonist is your bland, like, I want to be the best and I'm a nice guy protagonist. Uh-huh. And the girl is the most. Oh, wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. She, she's, she's mysterious, but she has like a certain, a certain, a certain quality that draws him to her, and she oh, doesn't yeah. say oh, yeah. much. She really uh-huh. speaks, but when she does, it's in a very mysterious way that no oh. one really understands. But it will be deeply meaningful. It will mean something for sure later uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. Am I, am I hitting all the, oh, yeah. all the notes? You're, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. I think the only thing is like. 
she's less mysterious and more she's doing the specific anime trope of like socially clueless anime oh, robot. Oh, oh. Well, the, the the sexy bonniest today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so here's the really wild thing, Artemis. They introduce other androids in this anime. They don't all behave like that. It's just specific to her. All of the other androids just behave uh-huh. like actual people. So, <laughs> like you, you can't really tell them apart, kind of thing. Like no, yeah, like like just you have the next thing or whatever. The little yeah, color. like other than the part where they say they're a robot person, you couldn't tell the difference. Right. It's just the girl. It's just the heroine specifically who does the anime uh-huh. robot girl thing. Uh, um, but yeah, what, like right, the previous episode is freaking. She has to go in for repairs or whatever, and so right. the other robot girl, who is just the flirty Onesan character, shows up and just does that the whole episode. While main guy is like, oh, oh put it on a towel, uh, and but his kind-hearted genericness wins her over even though she's supposed to be a spy and I just don't fucking care about any of it. Yeah. Like there's literally a scene where she's about to like get him with a taser, you know, like like ambush (laughs) him. And just as she's about to Mm -hmm. like, they're they're in a car, they're like in a truck driving somewhere. And Uh he's like, Hey there, we just got to the place I was taking you to. And it's like the ruins of an old outdoor theater. And he's like, you know, I, I know you always talk about how much you'd love to love to sing. To, to sing on the stage and I remember finding this place a little while back on one of my surveys and <sighs> you know I just want to hear you see you hear and see you sing on stage and she's like wow I can't taste this guy after I'm instantly all instantly in love with him now <laughs> and it's like oh my god and I, I mean, feel like I've seen this many times before oh many, yeah many, a million times. times and like the thing that's really kind of, like, low-key infuriating about this show is that, like, the supporting cast is not, like, amazing, but they do the thing that a lot of anime does of the supporting cast all have, like, memorable one-note personalities. So, like, they at least do a thing. They have, like, a trait you can latch onto. And the protagonist is so boring that we are literally looking at like the protagonist's like obligatory like goofy pervert best friend character and we're like man why isn't this guy the protagonist like that's how low the bar is yeah yeah i mean yeah um, what, what do we even say about Sidwali? like it's just no, they're, fucking... it's... just recommend just recommend like like hey if you guys want to watch a sci-fi show about a mysterious girl who gets together with the every guy then go watch i don't know you shouldn't you shouldn't watch those shows you shouldn't you deserve better people should watch better things no, oh, Eureka, come on, Eureka, Eureka 7, let's go, come on. Oh boy. Uh, Hell yes. Hell yes. Okay, Thank hang, you. On. hang on. Thank you. Hang on. Thank uh, you. And even if you don't like the characters, you'll like the soundtrack. No, no, don't, so. don't worry, Artemis, the Glorio chat is largely a pro-Eureka 7 space. Oh, Hero okay. is oh, just oh my the God. Thank God. Because if you said you weren't, I was going to just leave the podcast. I'm, no, the, no, no, I'm the hater. Yes. Look, I think man, if I Eureka's... watched it now, I would probably appreciate it way more. Uh, Eureka 7, the four best somehow wins wins spots one through four for best anime OPs of all time. It's crazy <laughs> how they did that. 
Yeah. Uh, right. Shout out so to Eureka Sin. Good, good, good music. Does does this how how is the production in this and and it's and fine. What, like, it's, like visuals, music. What's it's fine. It's 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 serviceable. The mech action is is occasionally fun because like the mech designs, they are. If you haven't seen the mechs, the best way I could describe them is they kind of look like rice cooker a little bit on like, legs. Look. Yeah, yeah, like like tin can on legs, kind of Gurren Lagan ish of like the torso is a big head with arms and legs sticking out of it, which is kind of mm-hmm. a fun look. And like they all have very like eye catching designs, and because they have like rollerblade feet, occasionally the scenes are fun because they'll do stuff like skating on the walls or like grinding on rails, which is fun. But like otherwise, it's it's competent, right? It's it's mm-hmm. not it's not bad. It's not horrible. But also, I wouldn't say there's anything about it that's like really really stand out either um mm-hmm. indeed which in many ways is indicative of the show as a whole like as much as Iro and i are are, are are bagging on it it's like <laughs> it's not like offensively bad it doesn't have like a fucked up moral it's trying to tell it's just it's just extremely bland competent but bland okay um all right, well, for uh, the next show on the list, yeah. uh, we are going back to asking Artemis questions about an anime that uh, <laughs> none of us have watched. <laughs> so, I read the manga. All right, well, I mean, yeah, all right. So, this, I will say, I will say that this, I don't want to say, I mean, sure, it's a series, the side series or whatever, is. Mm-hmm good in some areas it's kind of hit and miss um and i noticed just now actually that every episode is directed and written by a different person too so oh, one of those okay um yeah um like so i think i think this this is a good side story to watch if you enjoyed Horim, sorry if you enjoyed the main series mm-hmm. like the the main Horimiya anime but you wanted more airtime for the side characters because a lot of the story doesn't follow the main couple it follows like right, you know all, right. the, all the people that got a lot less street screen time so my, my, my understanding because i read the manga um around when the first season was happening and it's like a lot of the stuff that seems like it's in this newer season is what stuff that was just threaded all through the the manga yeah and then, yeah. but mostly got separated out uh, to focus on the main couple with when the anime right, happened. Right. And some of the, some of the side characters are like genuinely fun people to watch. You know, go about their day, or you know, and and that kind of that kind of short chunks too. So the episodes are often divided into shorter, kind of bite sized, not right. skits exactly, but you know, like scenes. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of jumps around a little. So, so you know, in a way, that's good because if you don't like something, just take a five minute nap; it'll be over soon. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, you also get side characters that should not have gotten more screen time because it, it gets weird. Do you remember, like, way back in the very first episode of Horimiya, and the opening scene was of the teacher? Like saying something weirdly pervy. Yes, that guy, that motherfucker. So he he gets his own episode. Uh huh. And it's just weird. Like he like and 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 it's not a it's not a case of like oh you know it's a cultural thing. This would pass in Japan. No, it wouldn't. No. It would not. Like, <laughs> if you 
If you were at a school in Japan, like if you were a staff member, like a Japanese staff member, and you heard your colleague saying this, you would be like, I'm calling the cops. Like, this is not okay. <laughs> like, he's Honestly, getting Honestly, that is good to hear because I definitely think, like, the way anime is sometimes can give people this really skewed perspective on, right? like, what is actually considered acceptable to say out loud, and so right. I'm not. I'm not saying that there are no, you know, kind of cultural things that we might. Oh, of know, course, of course. But you still. know that that are kind of the case sometimes, but this is not one of them. Right. Um, the like, teacher like this crosses a, a clear boundary. Yeah, the teacher is an absolute creep, and and to be fair, <laughs> in that episode, like the, the, another teacher, like is like, stop it! You're being a creep. Stop it right now. So and what does this episode focused on this bit character even entail then? Like, what does it add to the story, uh, I guess? No, nothing. nothing. <laughs> well, the, 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 this is because it's like, all the so stuff that would have like, been so filler, for, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, one of the, one of the skits with him is that, um, like, two students get locked in a classroom. Like, they fall asleep and the, all the classrooms get locked, right? So they're stuck mm-hmm. in the classroom and the teacher has to unlock the door and let them out. And then he's like, he takes them to the staff room and was like, were you guys making out basically right because he suspects for real that they were like just made up that they'd fallen asleep and really sure. they were, you know trying to get some alone time which they were not they would they just you know they're not a couple um but then he was like the teacher's like i think that like you pointing at the female student should get naked so that we can inspect your body for like yeah for encrypt like specifically your for, body for, body, for, for, incriminating for evidence, evidence. For evidence and points at the other teacher who's a who's a woman who goes and you should inspect this guy's like male student's body for incriminating evidence and i'm just like what are you doing is the joke meant to be ha ha he's an equal opportunity pervert and thus it's okay no it's not like the joke the joke is ha ha he's a pervert like sure <laughs> and, and and also the joke is that the other teacher is like you're you're you are a pervert stop it and like gives him a huge talking to and the next day the teacher comes to school and he has like this black look on his face and is speaking like remember children we should not resort to violence like he's been uh-huh. you know uh-huh. like he's been given such a stern talking to that he is now the buddha reincarnate kind of thing right um like and that's supposed to be funny but it's just not because ooh you know like it's, mm-hmm. it's it's just not a funny joke right like, i wasn't offended i was just no it's just like, it's just not it, like, it just it just doesn't hit that hard right because i mean it's like, not it's interesting yeah yeah because like to bring up like a an example that this made me reminded me of a little bit when you brought it up it's like you know um i wouldn't say his jokes were the best but it kind of reminds me of like the perverted teacher in azamanga dayo right i was like, yeah Right, and it's like I'm not gonna say like I'm gonna defend that dude either, but they're like there's an element of like because of the tone of the series and like the it's like lesser. It's so absurdist. It's so right. It's the absurdist, and he's right? and he's and he's such a weirdo. Like he's not just a pervert. He's also like even if they didn't have that part of his personality, he would still be a complete weirdo. Right. right? Exactly. Kind of mm-hmm. And so it's like. No, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not just like a it's not just like a a, a puritanical thing, right? It's like no, it's like th- this type of joke or character can work in certain circumstances, but it kind of sounds like it didn't. It, it doesn't work. Here. It didn't. It didn't yeah. work in the main series, and yeah. it doesn't work here. And I just don't right. understand why they would bother putting him in. Like he's not central to the plot in any way. He doesn't like move along any like important 
story beats. He's just there for laughs, but I'm not laughing. Right. And I guess the thing is, when I think about horror Mia, I think about Hori and Mia, right? It's a, <laughs> it's a problem with like a lot of these types of shows where the side cast eventually the main couple solve their thing. And then the side cast has to all pick up the slack and it right. really, right. really depends on how good the side cast is. And right. I, I think, don't I remember anything. The side I, think, I think, I think some are fun. I think um, on the flip side, there are some, like I, I do recall, especially in some of the earlier episodes of this side, side series laughing out loud a few times just because like it's rife with misunderstandings but it's dumb as fuck misunderstandings that, that, mm-hmm. are, that are funny um like there's one there's just one random scene just off the top of my head where um a guy's looking for his contacts on the floor like he dropped his contact lens uh-huh. and he's and they're both looking for it but what the other character is just still standing up looking for it standing up the other guy's crouched looking down and then another character comes out of the classroom and sees the guy crouching he's like oh my god like He's in Dogazer, like something, you know. Why oh, he, he, yeah, he, he fucked up. So yeah. yeah, and it was like that was funny. The just the delivery, the delivery was funny. You know, it was good right. timing. It was good comedic timing. And yeah. this series has a lot of good comedic timing. You just have to watch for it because this, you know, for every, it's kind of half half honestly. For every every scene that is is actually funny and the payoff is kind of worth it, there's then a scene and it's just like. Uh, it's just like why is this here yeah right yeah yep so kind of kind of hit or miss overall mm-hmm. it's, it's hit or miss i think if you really if you really really liked the the main series then you'll probably like this one it's yeah. not bad i wonder sure. if it would be better i would like this is a total hypothetical if like once this this series is over if you like mix and match and put everything into chronological order if it, uh, would it like better? how it would play right i think i think they could have had i think Horimiya could have had a couple of these better better scenes just inserted in for pleasant filler between like serious ish mm-hmm. plot lines and it could have worked fine because that's how manga was i mean yeah yeah well yeah i guess kaguya-sama stays undefeated in terms <laughs> of, uh, elevating which, which, the side uh, which, cast which I have not watched. So. Oh, man, you, you maybe gotta... maybe now would be a good time. You know what? With a season looking like this, I think there's no better time to start Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, get you on that. Uh, gel. We're getting gel on Vinland Saga. You know, it's it's all... The plan's coming together. Uh-huh. It's all happening. Yeah. But, uh... Well, speaking of good plans coming it's together. Coming together. Uh-huh. Um, Undead Girl Murder Farce. Um, yeah. We sort of wrapped up the um, London the, uh, arc, as it were. The heist. Where, um, so Artemis, you dropped the show. You said episode three. I did. I thought it was boring as shit. Like I, <laughs> I probably agree it about was, that first arc. It like, was I, whatever. I they annoyed everyone. Annoyed me. I was very annoyed <laughs> by all the characters, by all of their lines, by all of the like ridiculously mm. slow pace built up, leading to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like story, it just didn't do anything for me. I I think honestly, Artemis, that's all fair because yeah, you know, this is one of those rare cases of an anime where I actually I do unironically make the argument it gets better 
like later on, like halfway in, because yeah, I think- as soon as you said heist, I was like, oh, there's a heist, and right. that that alone was like, oh, really? Okay, right, because like so the thing that like the second arc does really well, and I say second because I don't even consider the first episode, you know, a bespoke arc. But the second arc has them going to London, or I guess they've already been in Europe, but they're in London and they've been tasked with protecting a diamond from being stolen because it turns out that undead murder farce is go- is doing the full um, like early 20th century uh, public domain character free for all. Yep. Uh, it turns uh, out they're... Arsene Lupin has announced he's going to steal a diamond from Phineas Fogg, the guy from um, eight, Around the World in 80 Days. Around yeah. the World in 80 Days. And did has they, hired like, Art. Did they pay for this? Like, is this They're all public domain, public domain now. Domain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're all old right. enough. So, yeah. So, it's, so yeah. you know, Lupin is stealing, planning to steal this diamond. Uh, Phineas Fogg has hired our trio and Sherlock Holmes. To, to I, knew it. I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Uh-huh. As soon as Hell they yeah. him, I'm like, oh, he's coming of course. in. Of And, and against, against the likes of Sherlock Holmes, Arsene Lupin might need a little help. So who better to <sighs> team up with than the Phantom of the Opera? What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe I should pick this up. This, this sounds ridiculous yeah. enough to be fun now. Right. And, and then, then the... in the middle of this <laughs> heist... They get attacked by the new, uh, new bad guy crew formed of James Moriarty, um, Alistair Crowley, Carmilla, Jack the Ripper, and Frankenstein's monster. Okay, as soon as you said Alistair Crowley, I'm like, I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up this one. I'm picking this up. I'm picking this back up. This is this is back on my list. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know what? You don't even need to finish the prior arc. Just skip straight into the new London yeah, so arc. It, it's, okay. Yeah. How, how is Alistair Crowley portrayed, I have to know? So, a weird, like, <laughs> magician dandy, like... Do they, do, they make him, do they make him, like, weirdly perverted? Is, it, is, that, is that a thing? Or <laughs> not, not, not really pervert. I mean, he's like an evil wizard, I guess. Like, he's, they he's like a... Evil? <laughs> they made him an evil wizard? He's like a... He's a state. He's, he's basically like a stage magician who murders people. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that Japan doesn't really know who Alistair. No, I don't think is. they do. No, they just know him as like a weird w- wizard man, like uh, a lot of the right. time in anime. Uh, yeah, okay, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. so good. Um, but yeah, it's just like the fun of this arc, right? Is like you get to see you know the the protag our our characters basically just interact with these really fun takes on these familiar faces, right? Like, Arsene Lupin is fun. Like, y- you-, you hear Lupin and you think, oh, they're just going to copy Lupin the Third, And, you know, they obviously take a couple of inspirations here and there from, you know, the anime Lupin the Third, But, like, you know, he is kind of his own thing, right? He is this very, like, foppish, dandy gentleman thief. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sherlock Holmes is weirdly pretty close to what you'd expect of Sherlock Holmes but like they do a good job of showing that like he's not like like he's very good at deduction but he's not like perfect and like he makes a couple of like really key mistakes during this heist that really like up the drama of Mm -hmm. of the whole thing that's the like as as, like Zig said last time that's closer to how Sherlock Holmes is actually portrayed in the original versions rather than like 
the flanderized cultural version of Sherlock Holmes, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And and it's just really fun watching these characters then interact with, like, you know, your blue tattooed Oni guy and a head, a bodiless girl. And, like, it, it's kind of goofy every time the anime original characters show up because they're so clearly, like, walking in from, like, a different a different Europe. costume department. <laughs> <laughs> but uh like um they introduced like a couple of insurance agents which is really just a cover for like they're like supernatural agents something monster yeah. hunters oh, and yeah. like you know they got their their names are these are the best anime white people names i've heard in a while it's uh it's reynold stingheart and fatima double dart <laughs> okay uh-huh. And just like introducing right. them specifically in that cadence, introducing them together, it, it works so well. Um, but yeah, so the arc just finished up. So, you know, s- slight spoilers, I guess, but obviously the heist goes uh, fucking crazy, right? Because uh, everybody shows up at the same time to get this yeah, diamond. There's so a really good one dumb shot that I liked where they, they're leaping out of the greenhouse or whatever. They're all trying to grab this diamond and it's right. framed in front of the full mood, etc. And it's like <laughs> one dude grabs a diamond, someone comes out of frame and kicks him out of the way to grab the diamond while they're all falling. A third guy <laughs> knock throws him away to grab the diamond. Right, this like is all happening while they're falling, yeah. like out of a building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's and like uh this show is directed by the Rakugo guy, right? That's uh Takayama, yeah. Yes, that is correct, right? And like yeah. yeah, there's a, there, there's a real visual flair to it, right? Like it's also not directed Dukagi's Animal Love Is War. There's your yes, yes, yeah. yes, and like it's it's actually not that action heavy of a show, but it's just like there's a slick presentation to it. Like it just it 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 looks and feels good in all the right places. Mm-hmm. And I think at least with this arc, it feels good, especially a lot better than the previous arcs because this arc kind of doesn't feel like it's taking itself too seriously, like. You know, right. there's a couple of times where, like, Lupin and Sherlock come close to killing each other, but you never really feel like one of them is about to actually murder the other, right? It's a game of cat and mm-hmm. mouse, right? Yes. It's less about their lives and more about their reputations. And, yeah, and I like it a lot more. Like, uh, the Vampire Mansion arc, as it were, is a lot of just, we're going to explain the plot of, we're going to, we're going to explain how this happened very very meticulously torturously, and in detail and whereas this is because it is a heist it is way more in the moment of where we're, right. we need to foil this plan in the moment and in the moment mm-hmm. we can flash back if we need to and to say ah and the lupon scheme was this but yeah we also don't need to spend five minutes explaining right. that because he is also right here taking the thing and we need to stop him and uh, more importantly it's a heist that goes horribly fucking right wrong. yes it just becomes so ball of chaos you get all the fun of every person involved like adapting and it's like and and yeah because it's like the ally the the people who are hired to stop the heist are not necessarily allied the people who are trying to steal the diamond are also not necessarily allied and so you, there's a lot of fun back and forth um, yeah it's it's really well done. Uh, we, I think I think we came away from it really really pleased with it. Yeah, um, this arc of course. Anyway, yeah. 
it's the end of the arc, right? So it, next, the question, who knows of course, the next four will be, yeah. right? But I will say this at least self-contained four episodes is is it was really well done. Mm-hmm. I think it really showed what this story could be when it hits its stride, when it's when it's running on all cylinders. Yeah. I will say okay. um, I might I might have to I don't I don't know if I'll watch the whole thing, but I might have to watch just that arc, the high yeah, arc. So it's five sounds, fives to eight. It sounds like a good time. So it's five Lupin to eight. fights uh, with marbles. I don't know how what I don't know the deal with that, Bill. They'd never explain that. What? I'll what? leave it at that. Uh, what? I will, I will say... I feel uh, like that's one of the least crazy things you've said, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, see, you say that. You say, oh, he fights with marbles. How crazy could that be? Wait till you see what I actually mean okay, by he I fights just, with like, marbles. Like a stand? I don't know. Uh, Anyways, what were you going to say? Yeah, I will say this arc was... Uh, these screenplays were written by one Chiaki J. Kanaka. Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, who is oh, not wow. exactly in my good graces right now, but no, but, he said you know, some things he probably shouldn't uh, have said, but also he is he's done some things he shouldn't have done, but it's uh he's <laughs> he's a skilled screenwriter working on an adaptation, so yes, he is. Um, I can I'm not gonna like stop watching the show or anything, but it's no, it's, I mean, it's one of those. For, I for, see that name and I go, yeah, hmm, but, it's you. I mean, for- for better or worse, he's a very punchy uh, screenwriter. He yeah. has always been good at that type of uh, type yeah. of thing, shall we say? But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, uh, it's. I think, like the thing I cannot stress enough about Undead Girl Murder Farce or just Undead Murder Farce is, um, if you're curious about this show, just skip the first episode. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. And I would say just skip the first, like, real <laughs> I mean, okay, probably, but then you start getting into a weird territory of, like, why are you even recommending this show in the first place? But right. Yeah. I, I would say, okay, watch episodes two through four, then watch episode one, then watch <laughs> the London heist arc, and, you know. This is the least, like, ringing recommendation of a recommendation Look, that I've heard. Sometimes you just have a stretch of four episodes that are so good, it almost makes you forget how kind of rough the rest of the story was up till that point. Yeah, and I mean, I hope it, ke- I hope it keeps it up, but uh, we'll see. I really do too, right? Because, like, you know, the thing it obviously does when it introduces, like, the bad guy villain squad at the end is, like, you know, they kind of win... They they kind of win uncontested, right? They they do the thing of they show off the powers of the new villains, and it's like, oh no, how could our heroes possibly overcome Aleister Crowley's magic and Frankenstein's monster? Uh-huh. And you know, sets them up as the primary obstacles of the next arc, or in this case, probably the final arc of the anime. And I guess my hope is that it keeps that momentum going. Yeah. As we head to the forest of werewolves. Right, yes, that is also the thing they reveal, is that this diamond is important because it shows us where the were. Did we explain that Moriarty's plot is that he literally oh, wants right. to collect the blood and genetic material of every supernatural creature and combine it into one 
single ubermensch, super yeah. chimera human. And so that is why he has stolen Oni DNA, vampire DNA, and now he wants werewolf DNA. And he's going to combine it all uh-huh. into one. Yeah, he's going to put them all in the Jack the Ripper to make... Right, yes, the person... Make, who's make gonna... a Jack. Like, yeah. uh, what a stupid show. Uh, goodness <laughs> me. Yeah. I'm having fun. Yeah, uh, we're, we're having... I mean, I think it may be the only show this season that we're like... Again, I don't know if this show is actually like... With how many caveats we've given, I don't know I if know, this show yeah. is legitimately great, but it is definitely the one we are having the most fun with week to week. Right, right. Uh, and with that, we were gonna, you know, go to one last show here, one last Artemis show to talk about. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Uh, that is My Happy Marriage. Yeah, and, and I wish to apologize sincerely and unironically, because when I said earlier in the podcast that Zone 100 was the best you were going to get, I realized that My Happy Marriage is actually the best you're going to get. Oh, word. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was very harsh, not like superbly harsh. I was I was reasonably harsh on the show when it first aired. I called it melodramatic. I said that every story beat was wildly telegraphed. I said mm-hmm. that the main character's constant internal monologue was really annoying because she says everything in a like deadpan, breathless whisper, like mm-hmm. like that, like all the like uh-huh. all the time. Like, that's just her tone of voice. Uh, what she actually ASMR speaks. voice. <laughs> And not, what, not even ASMR, like not good. ASMR is supposed to be pleasant. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, her, her, but also her internal monologue is supposed to be depressing because she's supposed to be, depre- you know, she's supposed to be depressed. She's had a shitty, a shitty like, uh-huh. majority of her life. Right. But like I kind of am drawn in anyway at this point. I kind of got weirdly hooked on it. Um, and I think it's because every now and again it gives you a surprise Huh, that was a really nice, like weirdly subtle moment, and I didn't think the show had that. Okay. Um, what is the plot I'm, of the show? So, so basically, it's it kind of is a it kind of reminds me of a lot of fairy tales, like in in that you have the downtrodden main character, like the girl who um, whose father is distant and who's you know, birth mother died tragically due to anime illness or whatever. Of course. And then and then she her dad gets remarried and of course now she has an evil stepmother and an evil stepsister and not uh-huh. gonna like treat her like a servant, even though she's like I think she's supposed to be like a high from a you know like right, yes. Yeah. So even even though her family. her her pedigree right, is of a higher rank. Supposed and, to be good. Yeah. But they like bully her and like just in some scenes like actually torture her like flat out torture her um not with like torture instruments but you know it's like they 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 are like physically abusing her it's not just like verbal taunts but they do when when your first (laughs) little post said anime cinderella i guess i had not (laughs) clocked how literal you meant by that (laughs) yeah no it really it really is very that time it's not it's that's not the story but it is very much that style of like okay. old school uh-huh. fairy tale type of thing, and I, I I would be surprised if it hadn't drawn inspiration from those at some point. So, it's just very, and so George, it's like that. And I so to she gets picked to up make, by to, a... to, 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 so to give her her to give one last cruel twist, her stepmother and stepsister arrange for her to be married to this guy who has a reputation for like being just supremely cold and cruel uh-huh. to the point where all of his previous fiancés have literally just fled. Like, they're just like, nope, and, and left. 
sort of like, ha ha ha, enjoy your marriage, sweet sister. But, he, but he's actually no. He, he starts. He starts off cold, but underneath this right, cold yes, he's he's got a heart of gold, heart of gold, uh-huh, it's here, etc. He's simply he's. But also, he is simply divine. Like, he is so beautiful uh-huh. that every scene he's in, everyone has to literally gasp in awe about how beautiful he is. You know, uh-huh. like, he's, he's, he's simply, he's simply what, he has, emotionally stunted from, from, yes, from his time from in, in, on the front lines, and now that he's oh, won never, his title. And... They actually haven't gone into why he is so cold. Um, maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't really care. Um, like he's in the army, so he gets the military uniform. Like the whole thing, yes. the whole thing is there. Uh-huh. But like, and it's Wait, it uh, just, just, just real quick, Artemis. I'm sorry. What year does this take place in? So it is. Um, it's also a fantasy series. So it. Oh, is, okay. So okay. Even though it's set in the Meiji Restoration era, it has okay. fantasy elements. So it's okay. kind of the era where you where we now have um, like steam trains. Yes, you thing. have you have some Western stuff. Yes, in Japan, but, 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 but a lot of people are still wearing kimono mm-hmm. and, you know, the samurai yes. families are still a thing. So yeah. it's that era, but with... Hey, you, know, <laughs> you know, under your border force is happening over across the sea. Yeah, the I was same about time, yeah. the same exactly. time as exactly. Diverge. Yes, they're the exactly. same series. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, uh, so I'm glad you're on my wavelength, Eero. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly where I was going. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. So it sounds when I say all this, I realize how how deeply cliched it sounds, and it, and it is. It is very cliched, but it's also the cliches are done well in a lot of regards. Um, hmm. And there and like I said, there are some moments where I'm like, huh, I didn't expect like this to be a thing. So I'll I'll just pull one random example. The, the main character, like, you know, she she's now engaged by this point in the story, like happily engaged because they actually do love each other at this point, um, even if they haven't said, you know, I love you or whatever. And um, the main guy character has a sister who comes in to help teach the main character, so, like, how to move in Western dress because the main character was... Yes, how to, how to, she needs like, to learn, like nobility. She needs to learn how to go to a party, basically, yes. and act naturally. This is, this is all... Yeah, in line yeah. with my understanding of like the the right. and, romance and, genre, and, yeah. And the sister character says to the main character, "Oh, because you and I are going to be sisters soon because you're about to be married. Please call me older sister. Like, 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 just call me Onesan." And and you think like I think every audience member probably assumed like, "Oh, it's a very wholesome moment." And now, well, she no, but I assume. Old. I assume she is younger, she, and therefore uh, it would be a breach of decorum. She is being no, she, arrogant. She can't, she can't do it because every time she hears the word Onesan, uh-huh. she gets flashbacks to where her uh-huh. stepsister called her Onesan in a very taunting uh-huh. manner. And so she basically has kind of a PTSD from it. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't expect to, to get a call back to that, and I didn't expect it to be done as well as it was. Right. Does that make sense? I, mm-hmm. I just I was because no, in a normal show, I feel like in a in a less subtle show, it would have been like, yes, yeah, she happily calls her name and everything is fine because she has moved on from that life and they are going to live happily ever after. Actually, but no, like her her past abuse and her past trauma right. is very much still present, and they do a really good job, surprisingly good job of dealing with it. It doesn't just go away on its own. Like, she can't just be happy and move on and be confident. Like, this is very much a story about a very downtrodden 
woman mm -hmm. who was going to learn to move on, but it's not going to happen soon because this is, you know, this abuse has been happening since childhood. So yes, it's all kind this, of ingrained. But the pretty fiance, pretty pretty fiance is here too, you know. Oh, he's there to save the 100%. 100%. He has already, he has already uh -huh. charged him to save the day at least once. Yes. Guaranteed he'll do it again. Guaranteed she'll faint at least a couple more times. Uh -huh. <laughs> Etc. But, I mean, but the 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 story of how of I guess how they deal with with her abuse and with her trauma is is mm -hmm. is again surprisingly well done in a lot of points. That's that that is good to hear. Honestly, I mean, it you you say you know you say that obviously all of this sounds like cliche or bad on paper, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of fiction, there's a lot of media out there where it's like. You know, again, you describe it without the visuals. You describe it in a mm -hmm. vacuum. And yeah. It's like, what could the merits be there, right? We've seen it a million times. And oftentimes with stories like this, it is very much in, you know, the devil is in the details, right? Yes. It's in the presentation. <laughs> it's in the execution. It's in the delivery of the dialogue. And it kind of sounds like what's happening with My Happy Marriage is that, yes, on, on some level, this is well-trodden territory, but it is like putting the work in to, 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 uh, Mm -hmm. To execute on these like familiar talking points in, in a way that feels uh, well earned. Mm -hmm. It does. I, I feel like the payoff um, does really get there. So while I kind of started off the the series kind of mocking it, um, I I feel like I I I really own it. I, I feel like I did it a disservice. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you can only and, judge based yeah. on like that first episode, right? Like that's yeah. what we always right, do right. with our first looks. Right. And I will, and speaking of looks, it looks good. There are some scenes that are really beautiful. Like the lighting is really nice. There's some nice details because it's set in the Meiji restoration era, plus the fantasy elements, fantasy elements, whatever. But the, the historical parts where they show some details, like there's, there's one point in the first episode where she's sitting in a train and she's watching the landscape go by. And it's a really nice looking shot. Like they did mm -hmm. the lighting and the shadows really well. It looks like, really really polished but not in a not in a um not in an artificial way like it looks like it has depth you know visual depth it really sure, it, yeah it excels in certain scenes and i think for some for some people that alone might even make it worth the watch yeah damn all right sounds good well, it says it looks the studio is uh kinema citrus oh sure so okay. they've got oh yeah their, yeah, their yeah. A. i i i would call them well regarded i regard them fairly well <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think in this yeah. case they've done good work. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that is a that is a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Couple, yeah, of... and this is and this is based on a light novel too, so they cannot okay. pull directly shots from a manga. And, and you know, I assume they have. Some no, shots I want to assume usually these things get manga adaptations before they get anime adaptations. Right, uh, right, but, but um, I'm yeah. not sure if this one it might have. I don't it does, know. yeah, it looks like it it's a manga, did, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's um, I'm not giving it a ring endorsement. I think. Many viewers will just find it way too boring for their taste, and it gets <laughs> way too cliche for their taste because it's it's a historical, it's a period drama that has occasional action scenes, but that's not what you're going to get most of the time. Um, mm -hmm. And it's very, you know, it's melodramatic in a very, you know, kind of shoujo way, you know, that you get sometimes. Um, but it's, I, I'm I'm actually really enjoying it despite my initial impressions. Um, and I will, yeah, like it's probably the show I look forward to most when it airs every week. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 
a couple a couple of slow burns this uh, yeah. this season turns out yeah i would i would say i would say if you're if you're not averse to to period dramas and kind of shoujo romances then you should give it a go nice hey you know what that right. is a that is a more that is a more ringing endorsement than what we just gave to undead murder first <laughs> so, what what was on 100 yeah you know at least with yeah. my happy marriage it's not like oh well if you start with episode 4 that's actually the best way to go <laughs> right <laughs> Please, please start this from episode one and continue. <laughs> fair yeah. enough, fair enough. But uh, you'll have to let us know if uh, if Alistair Crowley and Frankenstein's monster show up. Oh, I will, oh, yeah. I will. Yeah, if Alistair Crowley is one of the villains, that would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> because there are because all the villains are like fantastical. It's you know, it's, it's still a lot implied and not Sure, lost yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, but you never know. Hey, you know, never say never. Yeah, but uh, I think you know. It's a little, it's a little short here, but I think here is a good place to to end the podcast. Uh, yeah. My, I don't know if my voice can hold out for much longer. So, mm-hmm. uh, once again, I'm sorry, dear viewers, you are denied <laughs> the 45 minutes where Iro and I talk about Aura Battler Dunbine, Heavy Metal Elgine, and Blue Gales of Bungle, the three Tomino directed <laughs> anime from. 1980 to 1983. I know, I know that's what I, I know that's what everybody has been waiting for. They're like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to hear Eero and G talk about whatever stupid dipshittery has happened to the Zabungle cast this week, or what, like, who knows, weirdly hard hitting parable about nuclear war shows up in Dunbine, the anime <laughs> about robot bugs who fight in fantasy land. I know, I know, I want to talk about it too. But uh, I'm next hitting time. my limit here. Uh-huh. So so next time, uh, next look. Don't worry, guys. This season still sucks, and like <laughs> mostly ninety percent. Uh, Artemis probably won't be on the next podcast unless her schedule's open. That would be great if it is. But we all know how this works. So like, <laughs> there there will be nobody to talk about Horamia in my happy marriage next podcast. So. We'll have even less things to talk about next time. We'll make it. We'll find a way. Life finds a way. Yes. All right. So let's do the housekeeping then. You can check out the podcast as well as our posts at theglorioblog.com. You can follow us on the site formerly known as Twitter at theglorioblog. I think we're on co-host. I don't know. Who knows at this point? Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbeat, and Stitcher. Leave a review if you find it in in your purview. Um, You can also listen to it on YouTube, where you can like and subscribe as people are wont to do on that website. Tell your friends. Tell your dogs. We'll see you next time. (laughs)